Next on BYU Sports Nation, a look into the future of Cougars in the pros. Who will be the best one in five years? BYU baseball begins play in the WCC tournament this week. Head coach Mike Littlewood joins us in Studio B. What is the recipe for success in Stockton? And what do Jason's braces have to do with that or not? (laughs) Plus, Lauren Franklin tries to hit BYU softball pitching as well as Utah did. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now from Studio B, your hosts, Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Tuesday, May 23rd, one month away from BYU Football Media Day. I'm Jerem Jordan. Spencer Linton is getting scuba certified today, so I'm joined by BYU baseball streak buster Jason Shepard. What do you mean? Streak buster. Yeah. You're going to break the losing streak. Yes. That's what I'm talking about. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Yes. Now, I, I do want to bring up something you brought up to me. Noah Hill, on the uh, not, not related to Jonah that we know of, uh, mentioned to you that since you got your braces off, there's yeah, been, yeah there's, like here's what I'm. There's cons- an issue. I'm concerned, and he obviously was joking about this. I, I'm or con- was he? <laughs> <laughs> I'm concerned that maybe like there was a you know disruption in the space time continuum. Yes, because I took my braces off. Like that was the change before the Gonzaga series. You took your braces off, and BYU has not won a West Coast Conference game. Here's since. here's the thing: we have Mi- BYU Coach, baseball. We have Coach Mike Littlewood coming on the show in about 15 minutes. I am willing, if Coach wants this to happen, if he wants me to put the braces back on for the rest of the baseball season, I, I will do that. Really? You, you would do that? I am, willing, I am willing to do that for this team. As Mike Littlewood's adopted son, I think that's important. That I'm just telling you, that. if Coach feels that that's necessary... <laughs> because we'll give him the BYU Sports Nation karma. Yes. yes. But if he thinks that they putting, need it right now, they but need if it. he thinks putting the braces back on will we'll improve it. that, I'm doing it. Listen, I will do that for this team. Listen, right now, whatever it takes, BYU baseball needs to get into a regional, and if that means putting braces back on, I will do it. Whites, I'll do it. Let's do it. Here today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headlines. Senior center Tijon Karoma of BYU football is one of 63 on the 2017 spring Remington Trophy watch list. It's watch list season, people. Woo! Awarded to the nation's best center. Karoma started all 38 games he has played in at BYU. He's, he's a good player. In fact, pro football focus thinks so, too, in our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Tijon Karoma was rated one of the top four centers in college football by Pro Football Focus in 2016. Well, ain't that a thing? Okay, so what? It is a thing. It, it's a thing. It really it's, is a thing. It's on TV and radio right now. Tijon Karoma is a good player. We've known this for a while. He's only not played in one game. That was San Jose State two years ago. Every he, all the games he's played in, he started. And Pro Football Focus thinks he's one of the top four centers in college football. That's that's pretty crazy. So it's good to have a senior center. For a brand new starting quarterback, albeit the second time around, and his biceps are frightening. They are illegal in nine countries. Like <laughs> they are legit. Although he went one on one on the bench versus Jordan Pendleton. Did you see that video? Yes, I did. Jordan it's, Pendleton out benched your boy. It's insane. That's pretty crazy. So that gave him the motivation, I think, to finish the summer strong. Probably. So that's that's cool, and it's watch list season, people. 
the 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 meaning of the watch list can be debated, but it is watch list. <laughs> it's season. watch list season. That's all that you need to know right now. Eric Miko worked out for the Denver Nuggets yesterday. Mika said that it was his fourth, what he expects to be between thirteen and fifteen workouts prior to the NBA draft. Mika has already worked out for the Utah Jazz, the LA Lakers, Sacramento Kings, and obviously the Denver Nuggets. Yeah, the more playoff teams he works for out for, the better. Hey, so far all, all the teams fit. are in the West too. That's true. It's all about fit. Yes. Okay. You want Eric Mika to find a place where he can get some PT and show himself. BYU women's golfer Alex White shot a 74 in the third and final round of the NCAA Division I championship yesterday. Of course, those were moved a day uh, because of weather. She finished the round in a tie for 14th and was 9 over par for the tournament. 14th nationally <laughs> for Alex good. White. What a finish. Yeah, congratulations to her. BYU track and field begins competition in the West Regionals this Thursday. The BYU men's team boasts the second most regional qualifiers in the NCAA. The women, 12th most. BYU has 50 athletes competing in the Austin Regional. Largest combined group in BYU history. Hey, that's awesome. Very uh, cool. I love what track and field's doing, and they will uh, compete for the next month, which is great. Rise and shout. Stop for What's Trending, brought to you by Ahern Rentals. Your next job is our priority. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Cougars in the pros. Tis the season, Jason, for BYU athletes who have graduated or left to pursue professional careers. We update you daily on the whereabouts and doings of guys like Eric Kamika, girls like Ashley Hatch, and others who are trying to get paid to play. And then there are other seasoned vets, domestically or foreign, who are honoring their craft to earn some lettuce. So today, we wish to discuss their fate and in the future in today's Twitter question. In five years, which current or former BYU Cougar will have the best pro career? First tweet coming in from at YFangirl underscore JB. Danny Ainge or Steve Young? What? Both had great careers as players and are still in the business. Now, an explanation. Yes. We're talking about, when we say former, we mean those who... Formerly played at BYU, but are currently still in a professional league yeah. as a player. So five years from now, current athlete who is a professional, who's going to be the best that went to BYU? Between those two. Does Danny that make sense? So Steve Young and Danny Ainge, yeah, that's an all-time. We're talking in five years from right now. Between Does Danny Ainge and Steve Young, who do you think could play in their respective league today? Who would play in their yeah, respective who would. league? Yeah, like who do you think has the better chance today? I think Steve, his mobility. Yeah, I'm going. Dan- I'm Danny going. Would, Danny just Danny would still shoot be jump shots. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Jumper does not really go away. All right, for me, sometimes the easy answer is the correct one. <laughs> like yesterday. <laughs> yeah, the obvious. Yeah, the, the obvious. Yeah. So that's why you're going. I mean, yeah. sometimes we don't need to overthink this. The answer for me is one Ziggy Ansa. Okay, call him by his given birth name, Ziggith. Ezekiel. <laughs> Ziggith. I, feel, I felt he like... D- he doth Ziggith I, I, about. I felt that that was the formal name for Ziggy. Yes, oh, okay. Ezekiel Ansa. And here's why. We already know what Ziggy can do at that level. He's, he already has a track record of being successful in the pros. You don't have to project that like you might have to do for some other players. Whether it's, it's guys in the league now who maybe haven't had the opportunity or the playing time, or guys that are currently playing at BYU that you're projecting into the league, whatever sport you're picking. Mm-hmm. He's a 2015 Pro Bowler, 2015 sack leader in the NFC. He's heading into his fifth year, so he's going into his prime. As good as he's been, he's going into the prime of his career where you would expect him to be even better. 
And for most kids, this would have been like their junior year of high school in football experience. Instead, Ziggy's in his fifth year in the NFL, which is pretty crazy, right? He's only played the game for like seven, eight years at this point, which is wild. Okay, Ziggy's totally the answer, okay? I'm going to throw out another answer. Jamal Williams. Jamal. That's right, Ty. Thank you. (laughs) Great opportunity in Green Bay for him. It's it's great to you talk about fit, okay? I think the fit is really good for Jamal. A steady coach, Mike McCarthy's been there a long time. He's going to be there for a long time as long as he keeps getting to the playoffs and winning. The QB situation is obviously one of the most stable, if not the most stable, in uh, the NFL right now. Even stabler with Taysom, right? Even more Kenny Kenny Stabler at this point, yeah, with (laughs) his Taysomness. Dynamic offense, pass heavy, but they're. But the opportunity is there. When you have a converted receiver as your top running back, and that's like your main vet, that's a good opportunity. They draft three running backs. We've chronicled it. This is a great fit for Jamal Williams. I think in five years, he's in the league. He's having really good success. I'm with you, though. I think right now we know that Ziggy's really good. We're excited to see what Jamal Williams can do. So Ziggy's definitely a great answer. I go with Jamal Williams. Other guys for consideration. Well, I mean, I I completely understand. We're going to get a lot of tweets about Daniel Sorensen. Your boy with with the the, with the 2017 2018 Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs. Are you willing to? I totally understand. We're going to get those. (laughs) You're not the guy that gets like a massive tattoo before the season. That's not (laughs) happening. You know, Daniel Sorensen obviously is a guy starting in the NFL. He's going to have opportunities, right? Kyle Van Oy. Just won a Super Bowl. Yeah, KVN's a great answer. Yeah, Kyle Van Oy is – what about Dennis Pitta? I wonder with those hips, five years is a lot to ask, in my opinion. Five more years. He's you better hope five years for your sake. Yeah, no, he's – no, he wouldn't make him enough here. He wouldn't do it. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I think De- – yeah, Dennis Pitta. Bronson Kafusi, how about that one? He has yet to play. Broke his ankle last year. He's going to break some quarterback's ankles this year. And, and by all accounts, it looks like he's probably going to start this year on the D-line for them. That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. There, yeah, there's some interesting ones. Taylor Sander was brought up as well yes. by our producer, Ben Bagley. Taylor Sander is one of the best outside hitters in the world. Uh, Yoli Childs, an interesting one that comes to mind. Pro potential. And that one backed up by Blaine Fowler and Steve and, Yeah, I mean, they, they both talked. both said almost verbatim, that Yoli Childs is the guy that has the most pro potential of anybody on that team. Now, that, now that's interesting. Is he better than – would he be better than Ziggy in five years, though? It's hard for me to put someone over Ziggy at this point. Well, given it's, what it's a known done. versus an unknown yeah. at that level. Right. And yesterday you guys said the unknown's always positive. I'm like, uh, the unknown's neutral. Like, <laughs> the unknown could be bad, too. Like, I don't hey, – why is it positive? Why is it negative? What about this one? What about one James Taft for debt? What now is, this one now, now for this one you yeah. obviously would have to like success would maybe not necessarily be what most would consider success but look what he's done in the country of China oh he's absolutely successful i i just can't like being being the top dog at like amazon or apple is one thing and then being the top dog at netscape is another like <laughs> Net- You're not in the same league. Are you saying China is Netscape? Maybe. <laughs> like, you're not, whatever company, like, there's a huge difference between Facebook, Apple, Amazon, and then the rest of the competition. You know what I mean? Like, that's amazing. You're dominating where you are, and that's, that's awesome. Jimmer's happy, and I'm happy for him. But if, if you're not in the NBA, it's taken with a certain grain of salt compared to the NFL or BYU right now does not have a major leaguer. BYU doesn't have... You know, an MLS guy right. or whatever. So it's mostly NFL guys. How about Daniel Sorensen? 
or excuse me, Daniel Summerhays, PGA. Yes. He's, he's a guy in the mix, Zach Blair. Adopted BYU son, Tony Fino. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's some pros. No, no, he went to BYU. <laughs> <laughs> like Dale Murphy did for six weeks or whatever. Oh, we're yeah, just, yeah. just going to bring him into the fold. Wait, do you need to play her? What? Use the hashtag BYU son weigh in. Fred Warner. Yes. How about Fred Warner? Well, see, that's I the, think he'll be drafted. That's the next big draft pick from the NFL that, that I look at. I mean, I, I don't know if anybody's really going to argue that. I mean, he seems to be the guy Number one prospect that we're going to be there. talking about next year being at, the, at least one, one of BYU's one. drafted players. So, yeah, I mean, that's – you look at what Kyle I – mean, he always gets compared to Kyle Van Oy, right? So you look at what mm-hmm. is possible for Kyle Van Oy, and you say, okay, well, then that's, that's got to be possible for Fred Warner at least. Right? Yeah, I, th- I think Fred's got a shot. And I'm really excited to see him in his final season as we get closer Ooh. to Portland State. Hit it! Countdown to the Viking. 95, 95 days. Oh, you did that on days. purpose. I went with <laughs> yours and you went with mine. <laughs> 95 days is the way to go. <laughs> By the way, Gordon Hudson wore the number 95. Speaking of great tight ends, Dennis was a great tight end too. 95. <laughs> Let's keep rolling on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Join BYU Sports Nation in five years. Which current and former BYU Cougar will have the best pro career? Not named Steve Young or Danny Ainge. Let's go to the Twitter machine. <laughs> it's Twitter time. At Laser Sheep. Daniel Summerhays. The dude's getting uh, his make out there every tournament? I'm, okay. I think he'll become a veteran golfer and be awesome. He's he's a guy that's in the mix for this for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, how about this from at T two hates you all. It's a very positive Twitter handle. T two like your internet connection in ninety eight <laughs> or like Terminator two maybe I don't know. Okay. Uh, no other than Swift of Foot, Mighty Mo Longy. Mark foot. my words, he says he'll slim down to a lean, mean three seventy five <laughs> and clock a faster forty than Spencer. <laughs> By the way, I just saw on Twitter that Luke Worthington just got home from his mission. From Chile. So congratulations to Chile. From Chile. Chile, yes. Yeah. You always know uh, someone that went to their mission on, in Chile. <laughs> I don't say, Brazil! Yeah, exactly. At Georgia Coog, y'all. Kai Nakua. Starting safety for your Cleveland Browns? Definitely not mine. <laughs> <laughs> Use the hashtag BYUSNWIN. Coming up, Between the Lines is on the diamond with the BYU softball team today. But first, baseball coach Mike Littlewood is in studio. What will it take to win the WCC tournament this weekend. And is it Jason's prices? This is BYU Sports Nation. What's trending on BYU Sports Nation is brought to you by Ahern Rental. Your next job is our priority. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. That's right. We're simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. The conversation's happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. The next BYU Fan Fest is coming up on Saturday, June 3rd in Corona, California. And BYU Sports Nation will be there. You can join us from 3 to 5 Eastern Time or 12 to 2 Pacific for a live two-hour show with Cougar coaches and players. Don't forget, Saturday, June 3rd. Yeah, there will be no beach race, and there will be no concession hey, by one Spencer Linton. Well, yeah, because he Spencer forgot the said, going for two competition that I just won. Spencer a few months said ago. he was Apollo. You would be Rocky, therefore he would be letting you win to build your confidence. I'd, I'll take it for the Rocky part. I don't need the built confidence though. <laughs> Twitter question: In five years, which current or former BYU Cougar will have the best pro career? At Mister underscore Flintstone ninety four. 
if all sports are seen as equal, Ashley Hatch, she, she's already been on the national team once, in fact, twice. I'm curious about Mangum and Mika, though. Use hashtag BYUSN. Now joining us in studio, Mike Littlewood, the head baseball coach for BYU Baseball. The Cougars headed to Stockton for the West Coast Conference Tournament this weekend. Welcome back to Studio B, Coach. Great to be here. Thanks. Uh, how would you uh, recap the weekend as you try and m- take whatever momentum you had from the regular season into Stockton? It's kind of a, a weird vibe, right? You had this tremendous yeah. regular season. Not the finish you wanted, but here you are in the postseason. Do we have a bleep button or a six-second delay? <laughs> Somebody's on it, just in case. <laughs> Uh, it was ugly. It was ugly. I think Gonzaga, they, they played well above their numbers. Um, they, they, they wanted to sweep us, and I think we were trying to back in there and sneak one win. That, that was, that's what, the, what it felt like. Um, it was unlike Cougar baseball that we played the previous 47 or 50 games, whatever we played. Um, they go into Gonzaga goes into Fresno State last night and loses 9-2. And I'm like, how'd they only score two runs? Because, you know, they, you add a 10 to that, and that's what they did against us. But it was just one of those games. I mean, it was, it was almost like trying to, like, scrub through a brick wall with a toothbrush. You know, it's like we could not get over the hump. Uh, we have a 4-2 lead, and then we lose it in the fifth on, on walks and hit bat. You know, we gave up 12 free bases on that. So frustrating. Um, and I, I, I think we went in there a little fearful. I mean, we've, never, we've never really done that. That's not our team. So we need to flip the switch again this week. Well, I mean, like Jerem said, I mean, still a, a very good season. And, and obviously winning the outright regular season title w- was the goal. But this is still back-to-back years in which you, you still win a share of the regular season title. That, that's still something to be very positive about heading into this week, right? Oh, no doubt. You can't judge our season by, by three games at the end of the, uh, end of the year against a good team on their home field. Um, it's just, you know, it just they played like we usually play at, at our place. And uh, that's just, that's baseball. Baseball is so much different than any other sport because you have pitchers up there and hitters and, and you know, the pitcher's a great equalizer. I mean, you could have a guy who's got a 10 ERA and he could come out one day and just deal and a couple guys not swinging it and all of a sudden you lose to him. So that's what makes baseball special. And uh, the other thing that makes it special is you you don't have to wait a long time before you get to play again. I mean, usually there's a... You play Saturday, you play Tuesday, you play Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And so um, one of the str- great strengths of our team has been our mental toughness and uh, our ability to rebound and be resilient, and hopefully we can bring that this week. How do you feel about the confidence of your club uh, going into Stockton to, this weekend for the West Coast Conference Tournament? Well, I would like to say it, it, it's as high as it's ever been, but, I mean, you can't get swept, which, I mean, over a 25-year career, not many of my teams have been swept. Uh, may, I think this might, might have been the third time at BYU. And so our confidence took a ding. There's no doubt about it. But uh, we had a good practice yesterday. We'll have another good one today. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I feel like we feel like we can win. Um, and I feel like they feel like everybody else feels like we can win. And last year I, don't, I, I didn't have that feel. I, with all the injuries going into those games with not full strength, we, we knew we had to, to win with smoke and mirrors. And this year we, we can face up with some teams. You're going to face LMU on Thursday, and that actually was your very first conference series. So that was the series you began conference play with, and I'm, I'm sure you would agree you're a much different team now than you were the first time you saw them. Where do you think you are better now? Well, I think when we played them, we were kind of just starting to feel like a, like a real team. I mean, we start 10 and 11, um, and then we kind of go on that roll. In fact, we won the first game and then lost the next two, got – Got a perfect game thrown against us with Corey Abbott, who I'm sure is going to be pitcher of the year. I mean, there's something uh, desperately wrong with, with our <laughs> coaches in our league if, if he doesn't get, get – uh, his ERA is like .27. Yeah. Uh, just, just crazy numbers. But 
Um, they're a different team, too. They have their shortstop back, Spencer Erdman, who's a, who, a three-hitter for them. So they, they've added a guy, and they're – their uh, Coach Gill mentioned yesterday on a conference call that when Erdman went back in their lineup, we didn't see him. When Erdman went back in the lineup, their team batting average went up 70 points. I mean, so he, he's a key cog in their in – their, uh, but they've got not only Abbott, but they've got uh, Brennan Ariaga, who's a – and Paeva, another pitcher. All three guys could be on the uh, first team all-conference. They, they really have a, a strong team and a good, strong pitching staff. And those awards expected to be announced this afternoon, by the way. So hang out with us on Twitter for the latest. Corey Abbott threw the perfect game against John, the, uh, I believe it was the Saturday in mm-hmm. uh, league play. He's likely the starting pitcher Thursday, you think, against you? I don't, you don't know. I don't know. I, I would almost doubt it. Uh, he threw 120 pitches on Saturday, so they be, would be bringing him back on four days rest. Coach Gill usually doesn't do that. Um, and just knowing that they have three really good pitchers, um, if it were me, I probably wouldn't do it. But uh, you know, Corey Abbott's a weird. It's a. It's a. They plan on him being the third starter. He was unproven. Uh, he, that's what he was with us. And his numbers. He. Uh, we talk about numbers. He. He was. I think. His fastball was 87, 88, 89, 90, a little bit. That's what we thought, and it was 93, 94. And his slider was harder. And he has never dropped off. And mm. and uh, thus the two point the the point two seven <laughs> ERA in league play. Uh, your pitching situation, at least publicly, there, there hasn't been a starter named for Thursday. Will, will you go with the same rotation that you've had, or will you mix things up a little bit? Yeah, we'll mix it up for sure. Um, Maverick won't start. Uh, so we're, we're, it's kind of out of Brady Corliss and, and Hayden Rogers. Hayden threw great against him. He threw against that perfect game, yeah. and we lost 2-0. They have a lot of left-handed hitters in their lineup, which is a nice matchup. Brady Corliss didn't throw against him. He sat out with uh, that weekend with a little bit of a sore arm, and so... Um, we're leaning towards Brady. Could go Hayden, but uh, more than likely it's going to be Brady. So he, I thought Brady did a great job against Gonzaga for four and you know four four innings, and then all of a sudden he just kind of mentally lost a little bit. But uh, we trust giving him the ball and in that big of a game, and you know see where see where things fall. Given the way the Gonzaga uh, series played out, is it more important maybe to win that first game to get the confidence for the guys Thursday? Yeah, it's a must. It's a must uh, win. If if you lose that game, you come back at noon, then you have to play again at 7, and you, then you have to win two more games on Saturday. Um, not impossible, but virtually impossible. And I, I really feel like the minimum we have to do is get into that championship game if we want to get into the regional um, RPI is not going to do it for us, so we, we need to play well this week. So you think you have some at-large ability to a degree? Um, I, I do. If we if we make it to the, to the championship game, I, I do, yeah. When, from, a, from a coaching perspective, how are things different when you're playing that many games in that short period of time? Well, I think it's a much shorter leash on your pitching staff. Get guys in there who you think – there's no really no tomorrow. Even though it's double elimination, I, I don't really look at it that way. Like, oh, we've got to save a couple guys for tomorrow because – um, tomorrow's going to be a tough day if you, if you don't win that first one. So short leash with Brady. Um, hopefully he can give us a good start if, if that's who we go with. Um, but we, we, we def, definitely need to come out swinging it. Uh, and like you the guys talked about, confidence. I mean, that's the biggest thing. Believe we can win. We've had a great season. Know that we belong there. A lot of pitchers can get used in this situation. Do you expect Colton Shaver to go out on the mound again? He might. Like he did against Portland? Yeah, he might. I mean, he's a guy who can we, – obviously we can't run him out there for more than 20, 25 pitches because he's just, he, we haven't built up his innings. But, I mean, he's going to throw at 90 and he's got a good slider. And the one thing Colton will do is he's going to compete for you. So what do you want to see out of this team this week in order to win this tournament? Like, what are those key things that you look at and say, you know what, we, we've got to do this? Pitching. 
pitching. <laughs> I mean, if, if there was five things, I would say pitching, pitching, <laughs> pitching. Because, um, our, our, you know, our offense is going to do what it's going to do. Most of the time we're going to put up runs. Uh, but but we need to hold teams. Uh, we need to hold teams under five runs, to, especially in a tournament like this, to give us a chance to win. But we need good quality starting pitching, and we need other guys other than our main guys, Mason Marshall and Riley Gates and Keaton Senatiempo and Bo Burrup's been doing a good job. We need some other guys to step up and, and do a good job. Jordan Wood and, and uh, maybe Moats and Rhett Parkinson. We need a good effort on the pitching staff, entire pitching staff. I don't know if you heard the first segment, but uh, I, I have gone on record as saying that if, if I somehow messed things up by getting the braces off, <laughs> I am willing for the good of this team to put them back on. It's something I'm going to think about because <laughs> we've talked about it as a team. <laughs> no, you haven't. It's in the team meeting. And yeah. Number one thing. Forget Gonzaga. Number two, Jason's praises. Yeah. That was brought up to visiting with Dr. Manning yesterday. No yeah. doubt. No doubt about it. Yeah. Emergency meeting with Dr. Manning. Yeah. <laughs> Mike Littlewood, the uh, BYU baseball coach, is on BYU Sports Nation. Do, do you like the park uh, in Stockton? Does it? It has a kind of an interesting left field. Yeah, it does. Um, it's, it's a fun dynamic for a tournament. I think. Yeah, the, the, the park's got a lot of character. It's a, it's a great field. Um, it's a great setting. They don't get a lot of fans there, especially what we're used to here. I mean, we average 1,700, and there might be 17 there just because it's a, it's a tournament setting. And it's Half in of which is your family. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And so, it, but th- we do a kids' clinic tomorrow night, um, so that's kind of fun for the community. But the, uh, the field's a hitter's park. The wind usually blows out, and uh, I remember Chris Bryant played. Uh, his his junior year that uh, I mean he just he'd hit a pop up and and they'd fly out but I think it's three oh one or something like that down the left field line and then it goes uh, out to four oh five in center and then right field it's a it's a nice right uh, left handed hitters park um, we mentioned Jacob Brugman went off there when he played there in Stockton High Ports Able. Stockton Ports yeah but it's a great great setting they do a great job and and I think the city actually gives the West Coast Conference that field for free. Uh, for that tournament. I, I wanted to ask you about somebody specific, and, and I know I've asked you this question is probably a, a month or so ago, but I asked you about Brock Hale and just how great of a season he's had. It, are, are you still surprised th- that he has come out and been as consistent as he has been from start to finish? I'd probably say yeah. I mean, we expected him to have a, a really good year. Um, we, we knew how good he was last year, but he just didn't have the experience, just got off his mission, was a little bit tentative, and he's uh, 180 from that. I mean, he's he's uh, plays a great right field for us. His, he's such a good hitter. Sometimes his defense goes unnoticed, and I, it's just a shame that he that he sat had to sit out for three weeks with a with a knee injury because his numbers would have been uh, much better than they are right now. And he's got great numbers as far as average, but number of home runs, number of RBI would have would have been inflated just a little bit more. But uh, yeah, I mean, he's going to get a chance to play pro ball, and I hope it's for us. It's not next year. I hope for for him he gets a chance, but. He's just been a man. He's been a solid guy for us, just right in the middle of our order. You have a lot of former uh, players in the minors right now. The one that's kind of popping is Jacob Brugman. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's doing work in AAA. What do you think of what he's done? Yeah, you know, I think I, I honestly think he'd be in the big leagues now if he didn't have uh, an injury coming out of spring training. So he sat the first thirty days, and uh, last time I checked, he was hitting three seventy five, three eighty, threw almost a hundred at bats, and um, yeah, I'm just waiting for that text one day where he says, Coach, I'm going up, because I think it's really close. I thought he'd make the 40-man at the end of the year last year and at least get a shot, but he didn't yeah. for some reason. So Yeah, who knows the politics about all that stuff when they bring him up and then options and all that stuff, and I think that had a lot to, lot to do with it, because he definitely had a year 
in AAA uh, worthy of, of giving him a shot just to go up and sit on the bench and get in that bat. Yeah. Well, another guy who's having a really good time right now in the minors is your son, Marcus. How, yeah. What, he's, he's playing well right now. Yeah, he's in Little Rock, Arkansas in AA with, with uh, the Mariners and hitting right around 300. Uh, again, one nice thing about this year is when he's not catching, he's getting a chance to DH, so he's getting some, getting some at-bats. And you want to have those seasons where you have 400, 500 at-bats and not two, 250. And so he'll, he'll have his chance. And this is minor league free agent year, so we'll see what happens. Okay, well, best of luck uh, in Stockton. Let's give you the BYU Sports Nation karma. The last guy on your team we gave it to was Brock Hale. He had two solo homers oh, uh, the next game. Let's do it. So, yeah, just bring the whole team in. Uh, we'll give them the whole karma if you want. Hey, first of all, can you whose biceps are bigger? Because that's all he does is biceps right here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Should we have a bicep off? We need to bring Blaine Fowler in here. Oh, my gosh. And Brian. See, I don't want, well, Blaine, yeah. I mean, he's got, his calves are like this and his biceps are like this. <laughs> Do some legs once in a while. <laughs> legs are lower biceps, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, forearms. We'll be uh, watching Thursday night, 10 Eastern, BYU Radio against LMU in the WCC tournament. Thanks, All Coach. right, thanks, guys. And again, this afternoon, the WCC awards will come out. Expect uh, some Cougars to be on those lists. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Weigh in on the Twitter question. But first, coming up, Lauren Frankham, Donde Helmet and Bat and Mitt in a quest to hit off BYU softball. Was she successful? This is BYU Sports Day. Yo, what up? Jerem Jordan, Jason Shepard in Radio Vision, live on BYU Radio and BYU TV. We're also on demand anytime, anywhere. In fact, Mike Littlewood was just in studio, the BYU baseball coach, told us that BYU will not go with Maverick Buffalo as the starting pitcher Thursday in the first game of the West Coast Conference Tournament, likely Brady Corliss or Hayden Rogers. So BYU mixing it up. If you missed that or anything else uh, on the show, you can download the BYU TV or BYU Radio apps. Hey, one month from today, you know what that is? Football Media Day, baby. That's right. Friday, yeah. June 23rd is the annual BYU Football Media Day. We have a very busy day planned for you, which will include State of the BYU program, a two-hour BYU Sports Nation, as well as a look back on the great Lavelle Edwards coaching tree. It will be a great day. Yes, That's for sure. Let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines in case you missed it. Senior Center Tijon Karoma of BYU Football, one of 63, so half college football basically, on the 2017 Spring Remington Trophy Watch List. Awarded to the nation's best center. Eric Mika worked out for the Denver Nuggets yesterday. Mika said that it was his fourth, what he expects to be between 13 and 15 workouts prior to the NBA draft. Mika has already worked out for the Jazz, Lakers, Kings, and obviously the Nuggets. BYU women's golfer Alex White shot a 74 in the third and final round of the NCAA Division I championships yesterday. She finished the round in a tie for 14th nationally. Shooting nine over par for the tournament. Nicely done. And how about this? BYU track and field begins competition in the West Regionals this Thursday. The BYU men's team boasts the second most regional qualifiers in the NCAA. The women, 12th most. BYU has 50 athletes competing in the Austin Regional. It's the largest combined group in BYU history. Ed Stone, Mark Robinson, Diljeet Taylor, and others doing work with track and field. Well, in case you missed it, the BYU softball season ended Saturday in the NCAA Regionals. Cougars had a banner year. Hung out in the top 25 for most of the season. Won the West Coast Conference for the 85th thousandth time in a row. And sweep the yearly awards, even producing a Sports Center top 10 moment. That's pretty cool. What better way to put a bow on the season than a new Between the Lines? BYU Sports Nation presents Between the Lines. Jerem, this team is no joke. And they were gracious enough to lend me a glove, lend me some cleats, and show me a few tricks just to prove how good they really are. And let me tell you, when you see them on TV, it looks a lot easier than it actually is. This is Elite versus street. What time is it? It's a hoop! One, two, three! Hoop! 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 H
and just like give him like the nastiest like look. And try try to get your like eyebrow to go up, like just the one. Because then it's like really intimidating. So you just and just like stare just forever. Until until you have to go up there. To really get in like a really grr state of mind. And then then you're ready to go in there and just like crush the ball. And so yeah, I'm ready. I think you're ready. I think that was good. Okay. Oh, yes! Raina, could you give me a beat? I'm so ready. I'm so ready! Are you ready for me? Are you ready? Let's bring the heaters in today. Oh, I don't know. My word of advice is dip and rip. Dip and rip. <laughs> that is freaking scary. <laughs> Do I need to slow it down for you? Oh. Guys, that close though. Oh. Confident. Right center. Oh, so Guys, look, she told me she signed me to strike out. Yeah. Dip and rip, dip and rip. Oh my gosh, I'm so close. Way outside. Inside of me. You want a heater? long enough. <laughs> Thank you. Next week on Between the Lines. Oh my gosh, you have a <laughs> Wait on it, wait on it. If you want to move with it, that's fine too. <laughs> You've never seen the Lauren Frankum slider before. That's a ball. Ball. <laughs> Ridiculous umpire. That was a strike, <laughs> if you ask me. I had such a blast with these guys, and my offer still stands. If you guys need a manager, I'm just throwing that out there. These guys had such a good season that we are doing episode two of Elite vs. Street next week. If you've missed any of our episodes, go to our YouTube page, follow us on Twitter at BOU underscore BTL, and use the hashtag BOUBTL. That We're, was legit. Yeah. I, I got a hit. That's And the magic I mean, of video editing, too, right? No, no. I think <laughs> every strikeout they showed was, that's how many it was. I love, like you didn't handful, miss a single one. Wow. I, I love the slide, though. It reminded yeah. me, though, I thought like you were dropping some cardboard and we're going like, to break dance or something. <laughs> I that's wanted what to. <laughs> I sliced my hand just on that really? slide. Promise. Really? I'm like, how do you guys actually slide on this stuff? Wow. They're it tough was. girls. Impressive. They're really tough girls. Wow. Maybe you but, need uh, batting gloves. I think Chris was a little disappointed I actually got it off. The shock on her face <laughs> when you at her face. Like you got one she hit, she's like, like, What? This mortal hit off me. Yeah. That <laughs> this was... mortal. And at the end she goes, 
took you long enough. <laughs> Thanks. Hey, they're competitive. Competitive no, advantage it. right yeah. there. That's they, right. They are hilarious. Such a fun group of girls. Nicely done. Yeah. They Thank created you. a walk-up song for you. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> I had like a tear in my eye. I had a just, but then you sucked it back up in because you had to compete. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Because there's no crying in go. softball or baseball. That's Look. right. Thank you. Nice Thanks, poll. I can't name a single other reference from that movie besides <laughs> that one. Our Twitter quest today in five years, which current or former BYU Cougar will have the best pro career? I don't. I, Lauren might be up for this in softball or something. I, I don't know, though. Use hashtag BYUSN at BYU Fanatics. Hard to beat Steve Young, but if we're going with more recent Cougs, yes, which we are. We are. Which we are. Uh, if you will, and I will, I will say Jay Swag Daddy, Jamal Williams. He's going to beast it up in Cheesehead Land. Very nice. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Coming up, where in the world was Eric Mickey yesterday? What Cougar made a football watch list? And where did Alex White finish? But first, little toss-up coming up next. Between the Lines on BYU Sports Nation is brought to you by Martin's Collision Repair. The right repair, the right paint, the right choice. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Jerome and Jay Sean live from Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. Watch our daily rebroadcast if you miss the show or you want to watch it again, 6 Eastern time on BYU TV. Uh, we had Mike Littlewood, head coach of BYU Baseball, on uh, about 20 minutes ago. Uh, the Batcats facing LMU Thursday night. It's the opening round of the West Coast Conference Tournament in lovely Stockton, California. You can listen to that game on BYU Radio at 10 Eastern time on Thursday. Our homie Brent Norton on the call. Check it out Thursday night. Twitter question, in five years, which current or former BYU Cougar will have the best pro career? At one bald Cairo Doc. Ezekiel Ansah, every year, he just gets better from day one when he had the pick six off the line to an 80-yard takedown to the Pro Bowl and still crushing it. Use the hashtag BYUSN, weigh in at like one bald Cairo doc. It's now time to play a little toss-up. This is a game where uh, Ben back there, producer, gives us two choices, and we pick one. Ben, what's number one? Toss-up. Who will have the better pro career, Eric Mika or Yoli Childs? What do you think, Jason? I will say I'm going to go with Steve Cleveland and Blaine Fowler when they say Yoli Childs is the they best oh. pro prospect. So I'll say Yoli Childs. Not that I don't expect Eric Mead yeah. to get paid to play some ball, but I, I, I'm going to trust those guys, and I'll say Yoli. I'm going to say Eric Meek, and here's why. It doesn't say NBA. It says pro. I think Eric Meek is going to be a pro, whether it's in the NBA oh, without or question. League or yeah, Europe. Without question. Yeah. I think Eric Meek is a tremendous uh, pro. Yoli Childs is the unknown a little bit, right? And There's unknown a, is always positive. It's not always positive. It's just neutral. Why, why would it be? It could be negative. Like, you're making a buzz. I, I think Yoli Childs has a tremendous upside. I'm with... Oh, I'm upside. With, I'm with, he, has a, he has a high motor. I think uh, Stephen Blaine are right that Yoli has a lot of athleticism that doesn't come out of that position from BYU often. I'm excited to see what he can do, but I go with her. Number two. Toss-up favorite summer pastime. It began yesterday with starting for football, watching, waiting for football watch list or waiting for football preseason magazines. <laughs> Both of which just get us to actual football. <laughs> you, you take this one first. Number one, magazines. I'm not a fan of the watch list at all. I, I think they're fun, and it's some content for our show that goes every day uh, during the summer, which is great. Uh, but I actually do like the magazines. I read those, and I enjoy those quite a bit, just to gather general knowledge coming up. Uh, I'm going to say watch lists. I like people telling me that uh, players from my teams are great. 
And so when they're on the watch list, they're one of 175 players. So one of the best 175 <laughs> players on that, on that so, position. Tijon Chroma out of <laughs> college football. We need validation, Jerem. Well, that's one of your love languages, obvious. <laughs> Number three. Toss-up. Better post-BYU facial hair. Kyle Van Oy or Eric Mika? Oh, this is... Oh, this, this one's easy okay, for me. Eric, yeah, Eric Mika, some, you retweeted some pictures of him with the Nuggets working out yesterday. I always love the, I'm not at BYU, so oh, it's let it go. It's, yeah, <laughs> it is I do that on vacation. Like, whatever. I yeah, we it. all do that. I mean, no, 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 HR, we're cool. We shave every day. Like, we're good. What? I'm going, can I, can I answer this one first? Yeah. The answer is Eric Mika, and here's why. Because that most closely resembles what I can grow. <laughs> so I'm going with Eric Mika because that is, that, is, uh, that is attainable for me. I'm going with Kyle Van Noy. Eric Mika had a mustache for a lot of the season, and hardly any of you knew it. In fact, he had to tell us <laughs> that he had one, or he had to be asked about it. If he, that's not how it works. I would know. I've had a terrible mustache. His mustache showed up more than yours program. did. Yeah. But he's like a six foot ten professional athlete. Yeah, but you're I'm older six, by like I'm ten a, years. I'm a six foot sports talk host. <laughs> he should he he has more uh uh male hormones than I do probably. You know what I mean? He's an athlete, dude. He's like working out and lifting weights and stuff. He's more of a man than I am, I, and I know it. Number four. Wait, quick question. Is that is that an adjusted roster six foot, Jeremy? <laughs> no, okay, is that you're right. Isaiah I'm, Thomas, five ten. I'm five twelve. <laughs> nice. Number four. <laughs> Number four. Toss up. More impressive feat. Lauren Frankham getting a hit on between the lines, or BYU football finding a helmet that fit Mo Longy. As impressive as Lauren was, it's Mo Longy and BYU football getting a getting a helmet. You think about the challenge that is getting a helmet for that guy. BYU found a helmet and it still looks too small. Like if Goliath. Wore a hat. That's what Malangi looks like. Look, you can make a helmet to fit anybody. Okay, you can find a helmet to fit anybody's Apparently, noggin. It was hard to find. But I'm just telling you what Lauren did. Having not having had that experience against a pitcher of that caliber, to be able to, I understand she struck out a lot. Uh, we all would have struck out a lot. I did to be able to get a hit, and you saw, yeah. you saw the look. Look at that look right there. <laughs> the, <laughs> That's Carissa how hard Ramonda. it was to hit that. She was shocked. So I am going with Lauren. I do want to say the celebration was excessive, and then she got she's a, getting ready to drop she, down on the cardboard. She got a single, and, and she she would have been thrown out at second. Like, come on, you know. <laughs> I'm going with Lauren. Okay, number five, last one. Toss up, better James Bond, Roger Moore or Sean Connery? Rest in peace, yes, Roger Moore, who yes. passed away. Sir Roger Moore. Yeah, sir, Mo- excuse me. Yeah, my bad. We're not in England, but yeah, Sir Roger Moore. Uh, I'm going with Sean Connery. It's it's hard to beat uh, the man who defected from Russia to play that character in. You're, you're Hunt confusing for Red October. <laughs> I know Sean Connery is amazing, and who he's es- the best. Bond. Who escaped the Rock and then escaped back into it's, it. It's pretty wild what he escaped to become. Look, James Bond. look, this caused some issues this morning in our pre-show meeting. Okay? We didn't even attack the actual question. No, no, no. This was before you got in there. Oh, yeah. Uh, Roger Moore to me is the first James Bond, and that's because. When I was born and was aware of James Bond, Roger Moore was James Bond. Yes. So for me, he is my original James Bond. And I know this is sacrilegious to a lot of people. I don't think of Sean Connery as James Bond. He's that done was too before, many other things. That was before my time, and I've seen him in too many. He, I think more of him as in The Rock 
or Indiana Jones, uh, you know, as Indy's dad. Finding Forrester, like, like whatever. Like, I don't, yeah. I like, I don't think of Sean Connery, and I know that for so many people, he is the only James Bond. But I, I just Daniel don't Craig think of him is that James way. Bond now. Yeah, Daniel Craig Even is. Pierce the, Brosnan was. I look at him you, and I go. You're not going to go James... Timothy Dalton? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, no. <laughs> Who is the American James Bond? That's that's the real question that we were discussing. Yeah, I still say that it's. So Jason I was like, Bourne. is it Kiefer Sutherland? And someone, Robbie Bull is like, hey, he's Canadian. Yeah, so I thought, but but he, but his character is American. Char- all American. Okay, one thousand percent American. I think Chuck Norris is the American James Bond. Look, thoughts? Thoughts? Use look, you when you drop the name of Chuck Norris in the discussion. Topper, the root card of yeah, conversations. Like, once that name is dropped, oh yeah, all discussions. In. I've been on the moon. Conversation guy. The astronaut. The when wind. is Chuck? Uh, can I call him Chuck? I think it's Charles, too. Okay. Charles uh, when is Charles coming back to uh, Provo? Do we know? I, I don't know, but our producer, Ben Bagley, almost, uh, yeah, someone sprinted across the street and he had to, like, take evasive maneuvers. Evasive action. Evasive, evasive maneuvers? He made an evasive maneuver. <laughs> okay. That, that is That's ta- a trap. That is, thank you, Admiral <laughs> Akbar. Uh, that, that is... <laughs> Use the hashtag BYUSN way, and that is toss-up. That is toss-up. Who is the American James Bond? That is the most important question we've ever asked in the history of this program. By the way, our thousandth show is coming up. We're very excited about this. We're going to have some fun that day. Do you have anything to say about that? I hope you're going to have fun every day and just more fun that day. Well, it depends on the day. The whip around's coming up next. It's going to be a lot of fun in spite of what JC said. <laughs> BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Thanks to today's guest, Mike Littlewood, also Lauren Frankham in between the lines. If you missed any of today's show, download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Hey, future guests on the show include Steve Cleveland. We've referenced him a couple of times uh, on the program. He will join us in Studio B. Without further ado, let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. Senior center Tijon Karoma. BYU football was one of 63 on the 2017 Spring Remington's Trophy watch list awarded to the nation's best center. Karoma has started all 38 games that he has played in while at BYU. Cougars in the draft. Eric Mustache Mika worked out for the Denver Nuggets yesterday. Mika said that it was his fourth what he expects to be 13 to 15 workouts. Mika has already worked out for the Jazz, Lakers, Kings, and Nuggets. Golf. BYU women's golfer Alex White shot a 74 in the third and final round of the NCAA Division I championships yesterday. She finished the round in a tie for 14th and was 9 over par for the tournament. Track and field. Begins competition in the West Regionals this Thursday. The BYU men team boasts the second most regional qualifiers in the country. The women the 12th most. BYU has 50 athletes competing in the Austin Regional. Largest combined group in BYU history. Cougars in the minors. Jacob Brugman went one for four with an RBI and a win for the AAA Nashville Sounds versus the Sacramento River Cats. Great name, by the way. Brennan Lund went one for three with an RBI in a win for the single A Burlington Bees versus the Kane County Cougars. Cougars overseas. Alliteration. Brandon Davies scored nine points, had six rebounds in a loss for Monaco in the French League. Today's Rise and Shout is brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Who gets it? How about Alex White? Baller. 14th overall. She wanted to shoot under par. She shot nine over. But the field shot high on that course. I think because the weather was poor. Probably. So she finished top 15? 
It's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. What, she deserves the rise and shout. What a finish for Alex White. Congratulations, Alex, who's been in studio here twice the last three or four weeks. It's been great. Our Twitter question. In five years, which current or former BYU Cougar will have the best pro career? Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At T under McAllister29. Hard to say if we include all the other Cougars who will be going pro in something other than sports. Hashtag student athlete. What is this, the NCAA commercial? <laughs> oh, man. This, this one we read a little earlier, but it's a good one. At T2 hates you all. Hey, bring it back. No other than Swift of Foot, Mighty Molongi. Mark my words, he'll slim down to a lean, mean 375 and clock a faster 40 than Spencer. Word is he weighed in at 452 recently. Does he get a uh, bonus like uh, your boy <laughs> up in Seattle? Who, uh, Eddie Lacy? Eddie Lacy. <laughs> he gets some extra food or something. <laughs> Wait, when you want less food? At, uh, let's see, at B Royal Blue Cook. I like Uncle B's answer, but I'm going to say Jay Swagday, Jamal Williams. I think being an offensive star gets more recognition. Not fair, just true. That's generally how it works, especially around these parts, given the history of the BYU offenses. Yeah. This, prolific. Bro, <laughs> prolific. Uh, at Laser Sheep. And this was a good one. Daniel Summerhays, that yeah, dude yeah. is getting, hit, and I, I instead of his make, I, I think it's his name. Maybe. His name, yeah, that makes more sense to me. He's getting his name out there every tournament. I think he'll become a veteran golfer and be awesome. Yeah, he's already awesome. The fact that BYU has a couple dudes on the PGA Tour, and then of course adopted son Tony Finau, pretty good. The elite tweet of the day at McKay underscore Allen. Without question, Jason Shepard. He will someday be the lead host on BYU Sports Nation. From baseball sidelines to BYUSN set, hashtag Shep for president. You have a big fan. Wow, is this your nephew? I'm not even related to this person. Yeah, I was gonna say. Wait a minute. <laughs> I am not I am not related. The conversation continues 24-7, and if you have more tweets like that, please feel free is to Is that your other Twitter handle, at McCandrescore? It is not. Don't forget, use the hashtag BYUSN, the show always on demand, BYUSN.com. For Jason, I'm Jerem. Shout out to Justin Sua, my homie. He has a son named Jerem, but not named after me. BYU Sports Station is back at it tomorrow at noon Eastern time. Who's the American Chuck Norris? Weigh in on Twitter. We'll discuss this afternoon. Peace!